Thanks. I really was not going for blunt cut, but I just needed some inches off. And now I just hope that my extensions blend. Oh, I think they probably do. Hopefully. Um, anyway, this is the Better Than Better Than Nothing podcast. My name is Miranda. Here's my host, Rachel. <laughs> She's my sister, so be nice. Just kidding. She's my sister, so be nice, because if you don't, I'll punch you. That sounds like some something somebody would share on Facebook. It sounds like Rachel 2010. Yeah. yeah Circa 2010. Is. Rachel was on a punching, oh, punching people in the face in 2010. We don't talk about that year. No, gosh. And it's embarrassing, truly. Like, I, looking back, I don't know. I, I thought I was from the streets. <laughs> yeah, I think we all had a phase and that's what is, like, I had a, I've had every phase that you can think of and I just choose not to think about them yeah you have had every phase i would say i just needed to to, 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 to discover who i was and who i am try it all out try on and yeah try out for sure but Mm -hmm. anyway uh today we are following up on our menstrual cycle series series that was really hard to get hard out. Hard to get out? <laughs> it's okay. You did all right. I was trying to say, I'm a some St. Louis soccer mom. And I was like, gosh, that a St. Louis soccer mom that lives in the suburbs. So, some was in there. And I was like, I got to nix the some because I can't do that. <laughs> Oh, geez. Uh, yes. Yeah, so this is menstrual cycle series that we're doing. Last episode, we just like really did a brief overview of the four different phases and going over some symptoms that were healthy period symptoms and then defining unhealthy period symptoms just for you to know more information about your menstrual cycle and if maybe there's something that you need to ask your doctor about uh i think the goal of sharing this information is for a couple of reasons the first being the more knowledge is power so the more you know the more you can understand your body and uh, be able to hack it that's really my goal with this information is to know the times that i know i'm going to be at peak performance And the times when I can give myself a little bit more grace and understanding my energy levels, mood, skill fluctuations, et cetera. I think the second most important thing is also for preventing pregnancy and or getting pregnant. Uh, This information is really valuable to understand um, because if you are experiencing some of those unhealthy symptoms, well, that might be a bigger issue that could prevent you maybe from getting pregnant or having issues while while pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a third one I was going to say, but I it's gone. But th- those Kiss are that I, hot goodbye. 
I think there was one other thing, maybe overall, well, overall health, like it's an indicator of just your overall wellness is your, um, is your menstrual cycle and, uh, whether or not you are experiencing those negative unhealthy symptoms, it is an indicator of just overall health. Yeah. So that's what we covered in the last episode. This episode, I want to talk about Miranda, did you get the notes that I sent you, um, for this episode? Yeah, they're sitting right in front of my eyeballs. Amazing. So I have so much I want to cover and I'm going to just give you the I just give you the agenda or the outline and then we'll dive into everything. Mm-hmm. Um I want to focus this episode on phase 1, which is menstruation, which is the first day of your cycle. Day 1 is menstruation. I want to explain what's happening. I want to define some important hormones that will help us throughout the entire series as we go through the different phases Mm -hmm. to uh, go over what are some symptoms that you can experience in this phase. I want to dive in a little bit into some lifestyle approaches for this, this time of your cycle. So what you can do to optimize your hormones or optimize your cycle, feel your absolute best, how to take care of yourself. Um, that includes just like lifestyle, you know, food to eat supplements to take to maybe help some of these symptoms. And I think that'll really wrap up phase one. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm going to have loads of questions that I won't remember until after the episode. So a lot of this I want to mention too. I think her name is Aviva, Dr. Aviva Rom, which we we actually uh, linked her book in the last, last episode. We need to do it in this one too uh, because a lot of this information comes from her book, Hormone Intelligence. It is Bible for women's health. I mean – in the most digestible content, uh, the easy for anybody to understand. Like, I think my friends think I have, I'm probably weird because I really do like to understand, which, you know, you talked about too, Miranda, how you like really need to understand the mechanisms of things. I'm the same way too, for it to stick with me, understand it, you know, being able to comprehend the information. Mm-hmm. And she does it in a way that is, it just makes it so much easier to understand all these different hormones and where they're going and what they're doing. Uh, highly recommend. Yeah, she's a queen. I've never read her book, but I'm sure she is a delight. Yeah, you will probably love some of the things I'm going to say. So, yes. <laughs> all right. Um, without further ado, Miranda, just feel free to interrupt let's you know i'm gonna raise my hand and say pause when i have questions okay perfect so don't nobody look at me on here because i'm gonna be just (laughs) listening with a dumb face (laughs) okay so what i eventually want to do is i wish we could almost when you edit this I don't know if it's, this is possible. Either way, we need to, what we'll do is we'll post the chart. So there's like a 28-day chart of like the average cycle. And this chart um, identifies where where each hormone is throughout the duration of the cycle. So it'll say like, you know, days one through seven, progesterone and estrogen is in this place. 
in days seven through 14, it's here and days, you know, 14 to 22, it's here or whatever it is. But it helps you to see, you know, visually see where each hormone is in the cycle, which helps illustrate the story of just why we're experiencing the things that we're experiencing. Uh, and, and so you can see just the fluctuations throughout that, your, your menstrual cycle. So where was I going with that? <laughs> uh, you wanted to have a chart. Oh, yeah. So I want to, I want to post this chart so you guys can see. But anyways... Uh, we're going to talk about menstruation first, which is considered days one through seven or the days that you bleed. So it could be days one through four, days one through three, whatever. Mm-hmm. So what's happening during this phase? So during menstruation, you are shedding your old uterine lining. Okay. So as we progress throughout the cycle, so after we shed it, we start to proliferate it. So build up that uterine lining to prepare for pregnancy again. Mm -hmm. So when we're, while we are a yes at the beginning of the cycle, when we're in menstruation, we're actually shedding the uterine lining from the previous cycle. Okay. Okay. So the reason why we're shedding this or like as a result of this is the result of shedding the uterine lining is because of the drop in estrogen and progesterone to their lowest point. So if you were to go ahead. One more time. Okay. The hormone. Estrogen after so let's say you don't get pregnant during previous cycle. What's gonna happen is you 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 gradually decline in estrogen and progesterone. And then that triggers your uterine lining to shed, you start your cycle. Okay. Because had you gotten pregnant, estrogen would, would have stayed high that whole time. Oh, that has not, what's the pregnancy hormone HCG? Uh, I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't know. Right. I, I thought when you got pregnant, you stopped producing estrogen at a level, like a, a a non-pregnant level. Is that right? Well, you're, you stay. So when you are in, in your luteal, so at, at ovulation, you reach your, you know, after ovulation, you're at your like peak of estrogen and it starts to decline mm-hmm. going into your cycle. So what happens if you're pregnant, you would have stayed either, you either like stay at that same estrogen level or you could increase or whatever, which would sustain your pregnancy. But the decrease is the result. The decrease leads to the result of menstruation. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Go All on. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I want to cover, before we dive into this, so what I wanted to illustrate there was just what's happening. And what's happening, like I said, shedding the uterine lining. This is because estrogen and progesterone have reached their lowest points, which triggers your cycle to start or menstruation to start. Now I want to define these hormones because I think they're really important into understanding what's going on. So I want to talk about estrogen first because she is queen B. Okay. She is Mm -hmm. 
the mother. So um, if you want to know like the like specific name, it's estradiol, estradiol. Um, it's E2 if you really want to get into it. Uh, estrogen is produced in the ovaries. There, it's produced in other areas too, but mainly in the ovaries. And it it is it's influential to your menstrual cycle. Uh, she is really driving the first half of your menstrual cycle. And then you'll see another appearance later on after ovulation. What estrogen does is it helps like, have you ever felt around ovulation? Maybe I want you to start to pay attention to this, especially if you're off of birth control and you are just a natural girly pop queen who is not on any, you know, any hormones. Sorry. Pause. That doesn't include copper IUD, correct? So that's a good, hang on to that and I'll address that. Mm -hmm. But if you are not on, you know, not on hormonal birth control, um, you, your estrogen will start to increase as you come out of menstruation. And what that is, is it's preparing you for ovulation because ovulation is when we can get pregnant and we want to, our, our bodies were designed to become more attractive, more symmetrical. Um, you're going to have a skin glow. You're going to be more confident. And that's where that, the, the reason for that is that increase in estrogen. Okay. So estrogen is the, the hormone that makes us feel all sexy, cute, fun around ovulation, ready to get down with our significant others question can i take yes. estrogen in a pill form just because miranda i don't some people do i don't know so you that is available i don't i really don't know well there's obviously hormone therapy but like i think you have to seek a doctor for that hmm. now there are things that there are supplements that can boost your estrogen if you are low in estrogen there are supplements that you can take okay go on sorry Okay. I just want to keep, I want that, you know, I want to feel that all the time. The time. Uh, what else did I want to say? It also like coincides with other neurotransmitters like, um, like dopamine and serotonin that can also influence your mood, which makes sense because like I said, like that confidence, um, that feeling of just feeling on top of the world like I said, occurs around ovulation and, um, she is the source of that. So moving on to progesterone, progesterone, which is actually, I love this hormone. I have a special place in my heart for it because when I was going through my hormone journey, I had low progesterone and I was experiencing a lot of just like really negative symptoms. And it's, it's crazy. Our bodies were designed, like, even if the ratio from estrogen to progesterone is a little off. You can have some really negative side effects and it's just interesting how everything really, our bodies really like to be in this homeostasis where everything is just balanced and, and working with each other and, and pulling back when it needs to and pushing up when it needs to, to, to keep things afloat. But anyways, progesterone, my favorite hormone, cause it's special to my heart. It's the calming hormone. It's produced in the ovaries as well. 
functions that are really important, um, stabilizing the endometrium for pregnancy and maintains it. Now, typically what happens when people miscarry, now this is, I will say there's so many different reasons for miscarriage, but oftentimes what people see is their progesterone was too low to sustain pregnancy. Okay. Okay. So it's really important to make sure that, um, you know, we are producing enough progesterone because you can still get pregnant, but it's, it's making sure that you, you know, sustain that pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, it's also involved in brain function, mood, restful sleep, serotonin production, um, and also calming the nervous system. So we love progesterone. Mm -hmm. Um, there are two other things I want to define. So pro prostaglandins, um, I'll, I'll explain why this is important, but basically it's a hormone like substance, um, and it controls inflammation. We're going to talk about that hormone. The fourth one I want to talk about today is serotonin. And if you are a neuro, uh, nerd, neurotransmitter nerd, you know what this, uh, what this neurotransmitter is, uh, controlling your mood and happiness. So we're, we'll come back to that later, but, um, wanted to define those four before we really get into the meat and potatoes of what I wanted to talk about today. Any questions from the peanut gallery? No, that was a nice little vocab lesson. Let's go. Okay. Was I talking too much? No. All right. Um, so what I want to talk about today is just the symptoms that you can experience in this phase. So it is normal to have an increased sen sensitivity to pain and overall greater inflammation. And this is because of the increased pro prostaglandin production, like I just defined. So that inflammation, that hormone-like substance that, uh, you know, controls inflammation, it's the production of that hormone-like substance leads to greater overall inflammation during this phase. And then also just that increased sensitivity to pain, which is why you'll see cycle sinking gurus out there talking about like, don't shoot for PRs during your menstruation phase. Well, that's because you know, you have that increased sensitivity to pain, your threshold is down. Even like, I've noticed this too. If I go and get my eyebrows waxed during my menstrual cycle versus maybe ovulation, it hurts more during then. Or if I'm going to get my Botox or like whatever it is during that phase versus um, during ovulation when you have a little bit more of a pain threshold. Also, you have lower iron. Yes. Yeah. That I'm going to talk about that. Okay. Uh, no, but it is something it's lower down that I was going to talk about. Uh, another thing that comes up with clients is loose stools. So loose stools leading into your cycle and then during your cycle. Miranda, you probably know all about this. And, and mild bloating. Again, this is due to the increase in that subs that hormone substance. Um, pro, I'm gonna, I, Marina, Google how to say proglastidin. Prostaglandins. 
prostaglandins. Google how to say it, like the. Okay, hang on. Um, give it. Just to make sure I'm saying it right. So yes, you you'll see that loose stools. Um, I, I I've experienced this myself. It explains just some of those digestive changes. Very normal, and again, that is just due to that increase in that hormone-like substance. Are you ready? Yeah. Prostaglandins. Prostaglandins. Yeah, was that loud? I think so. Sorry. All right, so we're going to move on to the third symptom I've got here, which is the opposite of that, which is mild constipation, which is due to lower estrogen. So you can be having loose stools, but also constipated at the same time. Huh? Yes. Yes, you can. Because if you're... I mean, so let's... I believe it because everything's possible. Well, yeah. So think about like, oftentimes if you're having... You know, some doctors will say if like you're having only one bowel movement a day, you're constipated. So if you're uh -huh. having one loose stool day, like that might just be for me, like my average stools, I have, you know, at least two bowel movements a day. If I go down to one and it is loose, like I'm likely constipated. That's so cool. <laughs> What? I'm just thinking. We're okay. all just talking about our stools. What was well, that sound? Um, everyone, I am. All right, on to the next one. Mel mild pelvic heaviness. With mild pelvic heaviness, I definitely experienced this and have before. Have you, Miranda? Mm, pelvic heaviness. Yes. What is the sensation? Probably, but what is the sensation? I I almost think it's very related to cramping. Like you just, it feels, you can almost just feel like your pelvic, like your, your uterus. You know what I mean? Like even if it's just a little bit more like distended, um, cause, cause it's increased in weight and volume. Your uterus is more, so you just feel like, I think that's why people feel bloated. It's just like that, that pelvic or the uterine, the uterus being uh, just increased in weight and volume. And you can just kind of just feel it more often. Do you know what I'm saying? That makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I feel, yeah, just, well, if you are going to stay there, perfect. But if you don't plan on staying there, then Yeah. Yeah, if we're not staying here. Cool. All right, let's get it going. And do you want me to say hi? Sorry, we lost our uh, video. Um, sure. Hi, we lost our video. Um, whatever we were talking about then, we don't really remember. So, <laughs> Rachel, take yes. us away. Um, we just finished up just that it's very normal to see scale fluctuation man oh, oh man right. it's very normal to see scale fluctuations between three to five pounds during your cycle leading up to your cycle uh or menstruation i should clarify and that is due to the fact that the changes in your progesterone and estrogen levels causes your body to retain more water and salt so do not freak 
when you step on the scale and it's up three to five pounds, when you've been working your butt off for the last three weeks in the gym with your nutrition and it doesn't make sense, you shouldn't be gaining weight, it's likely due to your menstrual phase coming up or being in your menstruation phase. You know, I have a hot take. Maybe we shouldn't freak out if we see the scale go up at one to five pounds, you know, really ever. You know, there's just fluctuation that happens. Uh, that's I mean, thoughts. yes, for sure. But if you're not understanding, if you feel like you're doing everything right, maybe you're in a fat loss phase. Mm-hmm. It's good to have that information of just knowing that during your cycle, it's to be expected. Yeah, for sure. Last thing I wanted to talk about here for symptoms that I definitely hear um, a ton throughout um, throughout coaching is people craving sugar, carbs, and having just you know that that the cravings for the chocolate, that sort of thing. Um, I think there's a there's two things that are going on here. One, your metabolic rate has increased, so you're going to feel hungrier. Your your um, your energy is depleted. So you're going to be craving carbs to replenish that energy. But then on the other side of that is the sugar, which is likely due to the drop in serotonin. And if you remember me defining serotonin, that is that neurotransmitter that controls mood and happiness. So when we have a drop in that, we likely want to see that we want to feel those feelings again, which sugar does offer to us. Yeah, we love sugar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that really is what I wanted to cover in terms of just symptoms that you can expect during this phase that are normal, truly are normal, and just why you are experiencing some of those symptoms. Okay, now, what's next? Yeah, no, I, now I wanted to just really move into the cycle sinking component of this. So how you should maybe just approach your menstrual phase from a lifestyle standpoint. And as we are some, you know, some say it's like you're shedding the old and starting something new, which makes sense. We're shedding the old, starting a new phase. And it's, it's okay for you to slow down and get really quiet and take that time for reflection. Uh, you know, Aviva, Dr. Aviva Ram says it's like the winter time. So during this phase, you, it's like you're in winter. You can take the time to just be a recluse and shed, you know, sh- literally shed the, the layers from a physical, emotional, spiritual standpoint and give yourself that new start. So I highly encourage you to uh, consider living, you, you know, your lifestyle during this phase to be just more reflective, quiet, um, and very soft while you are shedding the new layers. And with those symptoms that usually make you feel uh, not as great, it's okay to honor those feelings. Sorry, I put myself on mute. I put myself on mute. Sorry. Yeah, I said amen. (laughs) Oh. Um, a couple things, like I said, uh, low progesterone and estrogen make it hard or 
because they are lower, it does make it harder to sleep at the start of your period. So another reason to give yourself time to pause, um, give yourself grace. If you want to take a freaking nap, take a nap without getting upset with yourself or without like, you know, saying you're just like a weak, weak, uh, Bia who can't get all the things done. Well, no, like it's a, it's almost like our body does, gives us a forced reset, So why don't we honor it and allow ourselves to just take that time to slow down, take naps, be gentle with ourselves. Now, in in that same vein, I would say gentle exercise is, is the way to go. So nothing where you are overextending yourself or doing anything that is you know, high intensity, I would keep it very, you know, low to moderate weights, um, just any sort of movement, walks, yoga, Pilates. Um, If you're, like I said, if you're doing strength training, low to moderate weights will serve you best during this time. I will mention though, it is important to continue to move. Uh, This will help with menstrual cramps and managing those symptoms uh, and can help too with just boosting your mood around this, this time of the cycle. Now, here's just a couple tangible things that I want you to consider. Rachel, my dumbass was talking and I thought you were ignoring me. No, you just have yourself on mute. So I kept going. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, guys. Dude, I was talking and I'm like, this bitch is really ignoring. Nope. <laughs> Take yourself off of mute. I am sorry. I had a shift of my legs a few times. So, anyway. What did you want to add? I can't remember now. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, there's a couple lifestyle things I want to talk about. Uh, if you are someone who experienced cramps, this is just a tip for you. Switch from tampons to pads and watch the the relief that you watch and feel the relief you get from making that switch when it comes to your cramps. Yep. Agree. I switched to, uh, what are they called? The period panties. Life-changing. Yeah. Now, I got to say, I look like a doofus with some period lines, but I don't care because I... I, the relief, oh God, the relief of no longer using tampons. Oh, I would agree. I, so when I came off of, um, birth control, my, so I was on a a copper IUD. I had really intense cramps, but I wasn't sure how that would happen when I came off of birth control. So I switched doing pads and I could tell just, I'm even today, like it is a huge difference in. I can tell when I have a tampon in and it, it does, it really helps to make that switch. So something to consider if you really suffer from, um, really painful cramps. Oh, I wanted to add earlier. Mm -hmm. I struggle. Okay. I didn't know that you needed to maybe lighten your load during, uh, your menstrual cycle, like the, the period, the bleeding part. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like, it sounds for somebody like me that likes to, you know, push heavy weights. It sounds kind of like something I don't want to do, 
but it mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. And I like the idea of giving myself a rest, you know, rest four days because it's just the time that you're bleeding. Correct. It's not like a seven yeah. day. It's literally just the bleeding part. And you may start to feel better. Like it's all based on how you feel. Maybe your symptoms start to really subside around days four through, but you, let's say you bleed seven days, but by day four, you're hormones or you feel better. You know, you feel like you have energy. You feel like you can push it, push it. Um, but some people it takes, it's the entire time that they're bleeding, that they have these symptoms. So, okay. uh, A lot of it is tapping it into your intuition of just into your body, how you're feeling. Yeah. And being honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, that made me think of something. Okay. Maybe it'll come back. Man, I don't remember. I thought I had a comment that I wanted to share. Hmm. Bummer. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, We talked about exercise. Super important, like I said, from a lifestyle standpoint to to continue, but making sure it's gentle. Yoga is also great. Uh, Really helps with just menstrual discomfort. Um reducing stress, depression, anxiety. That's just an overall, you know, encompassing thought. Um, But something here that I thought was interesting was talking about orgasms, which it is okay to have sex during your cycle. And um, it does help in relieving that pelvic discomfort and period pain. So, you know, get on, get on those Get your freak on, baby. Yep. So leading into the last two things, I just wanted to share now the mechanisms behind these, um, you know, I, I chalk it up to, um, especially from a food standpoint, well, I'll just get into it. So, oh, that's, that's what I was going to say. So I want you to think about something. If you were back to what Miranda said about, uh, pushing it in the gym, Remember when I said there's an increased production of those pro the word that I can't pronounce pro- prostaglandins, which uh. is that hormone like substance that increases inflammation, right? Yeah. Well, what does what happens when we are lifting heavy weights, pushing it in the gym? Does that not cause inflammation? I don't know. In the does body. it? It does, right? We're tearing those muscles, which is going to cause inflammation in the body. It's stress. Lifting heavy weights is stress on the body. Uh So you're just compounding already your body at a already very high inflammatory state and, and adding more to it by throwing in those heavy weights, trying to still like push yourself through it. So it's like, do you just want to maybe like, I think for me... It's the same thing uh, if I was, you know, during a really stressful season in my life, um, maybe I just, maybe I just had a baby and I'm not sleeping and I'm really stressed out and it's, it's all new to me in the first, let's say just eight weeks, you know, whatever, however long they recommend. But do you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to diet during that because I'm not going to add more stress to the body when it's Mm -hmm. already in a very heightened stressed state. It's the same principle. Like you're, you apply that to the same principle of 
working out during your cycle when you're already in a heightened, stressed, high inflammatory state. Yeah, that makes sense. Just a quick tidbit. So back to the last two things I want to talk about, which are just some recommendations when it comes to food and supplements to help optimize this phase for you. Starting with food, emphasizing plant-based meals. Now, I think this is due to the fact that we're already in that like inf inflammatory state and eating vegetables, fruits, um, you know, more of that plant-based diet is low inflammatory. So to help support yourself through a very high inflammatory time, it would be best to consider, you know, a low inflammation diet, which typically looks like plant-based meals. Okay. Additionally, though... Mm -hmm. If you, you know, with the loss of blood, you may be low in iron, eating red meat would be beneficial as well during the bleeding time or during the menstruation time. Or, you know, collard greens, kale, spinach, and legumes, which sure. are all high in uh, iron. Yep. But it is okay to eat red meat too. <laughs> uh, and on that same vein is you know, considering adding in omega-3 rich, uh, omega-3 rich fish three times a week, because that is also anti-inflammatory. Okay. So moving on to supplements would be, there's really three that I want to talk about. Fish oil. If you take it daily, it can reduce the need for ibuprofen. So something to consider. The second would be calcium daily, which is linked to lower period pain. And the third, and probably my favorite, because I think magnesium is the powerhouse of supplements. If you take it five days leading up to your cycle, and then the first three days of your period, you can reduce cramps, your low back, and leg pain. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Magnesium is that bitch, though. It really is. Magnesium is just a powerhouse of a supplement, and I always recommend it to everybody. But that's yeah. all I have for you, folks. Well, Rach, you did a fantastic job. Thank you for putting this together and explaining to us plebeians what we need to do on our uh, the first days of our cycle. Uh, well, I actually need to go potty. So, uh, Rach, will you uh, close us out? Yes. <laughs> uh, we will talk about next, not next week, because Miranda and I will be together and we will do a fun episode. That'll be just a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, but the following episode, we will dive into the ovulation or follicular, the follicular phase, um, which is inclusive of ovulation. Well, no, sorry. Follicular is within the menstrual phase. Um, but we'll talk about follicular a little bit because post menstruation, and then we'll talk about a little bit of ovulation. Uh, this was fun for me. I love this stuff. So feel free to reach out if you have questions or want to dive in deep further, or if you have a uh, counter, you know, uh, arguments would love to hear them as well. And we will talk to you so soon. Hit the follow for Spotify and subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We love to get that feedback and we'll talk to you all soon. Bye.